A global pandemic forced us to close the labs and pause experiments. But for our lab, science has always been about building community. So today, we're chatting with fellow researchers about their experiences in lockdown. I'm Andrew Pelling, and you're listening to Quarantimes. Greetings, Quarantimers. Even though this episode of Black Mirror that we're living in kind of sucks, I know we can get through this together. So today on our show, relax and listen to one of our multi-talented undergraduate students of the lab, Jessica Holmes. Thank you for coming on the show with us today, Jess. Thanks for having me. Can you tell the listeners a little introduction about yourself and your role at the lab over the last few years? I am a third-year undergraduate student in science at UOttawa. Um, I, my degree is in chemistry, and I have been at the lab for, it'll be my fourth summer now, <laughs> this upcoming summer 2020. Um, I got a scholarship in high school that permitted me to join the lab when I was fresh out of high school. So yeah, it's been a great experience. I've been working on a few projects throughout the years, and yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Yeah, and during your time at the lab, what kind of stuff have you been working on? Um, As some people might know or might not know, the lab is kind of focused on um, these scaffolds that are plant-based. So for my project, Andrew actually had us deviate a little bit and thought, what else is a cheap material that is easily accessible? Well, wheat. So I've done things from growing cells on noodles to various types of wheat-based materials, but noodles is probably the biggest one. Cells on noodles is actually my favorite ramen order, (laughs) but do you know what she'll be working on this summer, even with the quarantine situation? Um, This summer, I actually do not know because (laughs) I was planning on continuing um, what I was working on last summer, which was exploring maybe different mediums of wheat-based material. However, um, I was mostly in the practical testing phase of that project. And I had already kind of done a decent amount of research. I mean, you can always do more research, but yeah, I am currently in talks with Andrew to figure out where what we'll be doing and maybe if I'll be doing, I don't know, maybe another whole project. I, I'm not sure. And I'm sure you were excited because I know you usually start your research back up in the summer. During the school years, I've tended to take breaks from research. Um, being in chemistry, I have a lot of labs and a lot of in-between work, I guess, more so than some of the other degrees. But I mean, right now it's weird because normally I probably would have taken the rest of this week off because my last exam was two days ago. But then I would have been back in the lab on Monday. So that's kind of weird. This is my first summer in four years that I'm not going back to research or that I'm not in that mindset of, yay, I'm about to see all my lab friends again and all the, you know, the grad students that I've kind of in a way grown up with now or I mean, a lot of them are graduating now, though, so it would still be a very different experience. But meeting all the new people and stuff, that was always a thing I would look forward to. Mm-hmm. I loved coming into the lab during the summers and meeting all the new students or just being with the long-term students in the lab. But with all the uncertainty that we have this summer, how did that impact finishing the school year for you? So school, it was it was definitely somewhat of a shocker um, going from lectures every single day to now only some of them having online meetings, others just giving us the notes and saying, go for it. Um, It probably changed the most for my lab class where I didn't have a six hour lab every week anymore. Silver lining and all this. Um, But no, uh, in all seriousness, exam period was also very odd considering some exams were optional and that all of the exams were open book. (laughs) So that's very weird trying to study for exams to find that kind of motivation. It almost didn't feel as serious which is kind of bad to say, but 
it's just the truth. Yeah, it must have been really weird because I know we're not used to having those kinds of exams in STEM. But the last time we spoke, you said you wanted to go to med school. So is that still part of your plan? I kind of decided the whole med school thing wasn't going to pan out for me. It's that I've always had kind of an issue with the whole maybe cadaver side of it, studying cadavers and stuff. And I, I always thought, oh, it's something I'll grow out of. But lo and behold, here we are. And I still haven't grown out of it. And it's like it would be next year. And I'd have to be taking MCAT and stuff right now. So it's like, okay, you know what? looks like I probably won't grow out of it. I'd still love to do that. You know, it's still a career that I, I know I would have been able to do and I would have loved. But, you know, sometimes you got to put your mental health first. Um, so I'm definitely, I'm looking at other options now. Now that I have a bunch of free time, it'll be a good thing to do this summer is figure out what I'm going to be doing. Definitely grad school and stuff, like master's, PhD, but we'll figure it out from there. I mean, the same thing happened to me where for most of my life I wanted to be a doctor and later I realized I care more about animals than I do about humans. So I'm a huge advocate for other paths in the life sciences a lot of people aren't even aware of. Um, Do you have a specific research field in mind? I love the type of research that I've done in the lab for all these years and I always thought that that was such a cool like how just how he approaches things in general I love that um I, but I think maybe eventually going to something where like the field that I'm studying um you know definitely chemistry probably pharmaceutical side of things I, I would think is my first interest maybe more research not necessarily pharmacists um but you know that kind of thing developing drugs or something of the sort I would definitely love though to apply what I've learned in the Pelling lab to any future research projects that's kind of my take on it, that pretty much how I used to do things and while still growing and exploring other ways of doing things, but with my field in mind, or my direct field, I should say. I love that in research, you can be working on a project that is so specific and there's so many transferable skills, especially when you start collaborating with other people. And it seems like you've really understood that from a place early on in your career. And it's super commendable that you've already found a research area that definitely aligns with your interests, but you're still keeping an open mind as to what those specifics exactly will be. And I think that's exactly the right mindset to have about those kinds of things. But, you know, with quarantine, it's definitely brought up a lot of issues of job security. And so are you at all worried or anxious about your goals that you have set for yourself in the future? So, I mean, I'm worried about quarantine in the sense maybe in how they're going to deal with it and how they're like removing it in a sense in terms of maybe my direct future in terms of a career I mean I don't hopefully I'm not at a point that it'll like I'm not coming straight out of grad school or I'm at least planning to continue schooling so I wasn't planning on going directly into the job market so I don't think it should cause too too much of a blow um hopefully to my overall degrees and education and career path um but I can feel for anyone who is in that position I'm worried but it could definitely be worse I'm trying to stick with that you know seeing all these healthcare professionals go through crazy amounts of stress during this time do you think that that at all deterred you from wanting to become a doctor I mean, I would say it's way bef- it was way before quarantine, that's for sure. Um, it was probably at the beginning of this past scholastic year um, that I kind of decided that because I'm kind of one of those people that I would, like if I had that job, I would 
feel compelled. Like I, I saw an interview on the news that's like people who are coming out of retirement and they were saying, why the heck would you do that kind of thing? Because like, you know, um, why would you risk your life? And it's kind of like that calling to help others. I feel like I, I would definitely feel that as well if I was in that job. So I, I don't think it, it would it really had deterred me, I guess, in, in a way of saying it. It wouldn't have deterred me. But I mean, it's definitely just the another impression of how the job is definitely not all roses. You know, it's definitely a tough job and that you'd need to be a certain breed to, to take it on. I think I'd rather use it for something, use my life for something else. Not that I, I don't, I totally love, and I think I would love doing that, but it's just, I have a lot of close family friends that are nurses, and it's just hearing them about how, like, long their days are, how underpaid they are, you know, it's kind of like, whoo, that's, that's a lot to take on, and it's just, it's once again probably a mental health thing, it's like, ooh, that's a lot of pressure to have on you constantly, but it's just, it, it's hard, and you still feel for them, you no, know, because they, they chose their job, but they didn't choose this. Honestly, I couldn't even imagine, you know, taking up that career and genuinely loving it, especially at this point that we're in. You have to be a really selfless person. But speaking of selflessness, I know that you teach kids how to dance. So are you at all teaching them how to dance online? Yeah, I have made videos for them and I've sent them a few emails saying like, here, take, you know, take these videos. We probably won't be doing our performance um, at the church or at the recital this year, you know, like we always do, unfortunately, but that's just the nature of this. But still learn it if you want, you know, to keep yourself busy, exercise, whatnot. I sent some of my old ones from when I was their age, some of my old, <laughs> just to give them a good laugh. And some of them were like, we were trying to find you. Where are you? You know, kind of, and I'm like, eh, do I really want to tell you? No, I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, just to kind of cheer them up, they said that a lot of them said that it made them laugh or it gave them a smile and it was cool to see. So it's like, yeah, please keep dancing. So I probably haven't, I'm probably going to start dancing maybe to keep up exercising because I've been going for walks a lot, but that's kind of getting boring seeing the same neighborhood. There's only so many ways you can walk around the neighborhood, so many streets. <laughs> so maybe start dancing again could be a good way to keep it up, clean out some space and do that. It's so sweet that they're eager to learn still, even with the quarantine. And I'm also happy that you're going to be continuing your dancing because I love dancing at home by myself when no one's watching and isolation is just a perfect excuse to just do that every night. But I'm also curious, how has isolation affected your own personal life? Pretty much living out in rural Ottawa in Metcalf, um, I've always had to drive a minimum of 30 minutes everywhere, usually up to 45 minutes to an hour with traffic to see friends, loved ones, all that kind of stuff. All my family is on the Quebec side. So it's just one of those things that as soon as we weren't really allowed to travel, like to do non-essentials, it kind of went from zero to a hundred. And that all with all these added measures of like, you can't go to parks, you can't go to this. Well, that hasn't really affected that much as soon as we were in quarantine it kind of it's like oh that was the initial shock but now it's kind of I guess in a way it's a blessing because I got used to it a lot faster than maybe some other people it was just kind of like a cold turkey ripped the band-aid off but yeah it's definitely a big change you know having to video call people all the time not being able to see your friends or you know go out celebrate the end of exams or end of a school year stuff like that but we're coping we're coping yes we're all trying to cope I hope that your coping will continue to go well. 
Um, thank you so much for being a great guest today, Jess. All right. Well, that was great. Thanks for having me, Nikki. <laughs> I hope the rest of you are coping well. Dance, read a book, sing a song. Tell everyone that you love them if you actually love them. Don't lie. Be real. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode of Quarantimes.